In my travels around the world, I've had the great luxury of meeting so many different people, eclectic ghost hunters from every walk of life. And the problem on most paranormal programs is that there's not enough variety, at least in my opinion, of individuals and what they bring to the game. And that all changes this Wednesday, October 18th on Hulu with a brand new series called Living for the Dead. And I'm so pleased and proud to be friends with one of the investigators from this program. I've known him for a long time and I've watched him in reverence as he helps people connect to their I guess their journey to understand more about what their life means, what their life paths are and how they can help shape their own destinies. And he is excellent at what he does in tarot readings and helping to connect others to the other side. He is now part of an exciting eight part docu-series. It begins airing on Hulu this Wednesday, and I am excited to get to introduce you to him. My little darklings. It is Ken Bogle, and he's my guest next, right here on the very best in paranormal programming. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't know. He doesn't stand for baloney. Well, good evening, my darklings. It's me, your faithful leader, Dave Schrader, back at the helm, and I have got a great show lined up for you. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by my good friend, Ken Bogle. We're going to talk about a brand new program that begins airing right this week on Hulu. But first, I have just a little bit of housekeeping I've got to start with, so please bear with me, and I promise I'll make it as quick as I possibly can. October is here. And this is one of the best months to begin to grow my podcast and grow the reach of this show so that we can find new friends and followers all around the world. And so many of you always ask, Dave, what can I do to help you? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can rate and review this program wherever you listen to audio podcasts. There are many of them that allow you to rate and review them like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, CastBox, Podbean. Just take a few moments and rate and review the show. Give it five stars. It doesn't cost you anything. Write a little something nice because this is the time of year that everybody's looking for something strange and unusual. And I, in fact, am a little strange and unusual. So hopefully they'll find us and find all of you, my darklings around the world, and we can all become one bigger, happier family. So I would really appreciate you taking the opportunity to spread the word. And whether you're watching it here live on YouTube or even in the reruns, make comments in the comments section below and let me know what your favorite parts of the show are. You can rate and review by giving it a thumbs up. And that does go a long way to help out as many of you that can, that I know many of you do it live during the show comment. It's fantastic. After the fact, if you can go when the show is up and make comments about the show, the more comments, the more exposure, the more people get this show recommended in their stream. So I hope that you'll deeply consider doing that for me. It would mean a lot to me, and especially this month, to strike while the iron is hot. I also want to remind people that are new here, welcome. This is the Paranormal 60 Network. And yes, you get to hear me twice a week with the Paranormal 60. For those of you listening to the audio version, you get to hear me on Tuesdays with the Paranormal 60 and on Thursdays with the Paranormal 60 News. On Mondays, we've got 
our New England Legends podcast with uh, Jeff Belanger and Ray Auger. They come in and tell you some interesting stories about um, New England and some of the amazing histories and baffling mysteries. And then on Fridays, our good friends Ann and Renata from Australia, they take us down under as we go in and look at True Hauntings podcast. They look at cases all around the world, present the cases, present the history, and leave it up to you, the listener, to decide, do you believe it's haunted? They will weigh in on their sides of it, but they'd like to hear from you as well. So help support this program, help support this network. Now you understand how it works. Now you understand what's going on. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And welcome to all of our new friends and followers around the world. I also want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show. This is really exciting. It's our buddies at Parabox Monthly. Parabox Monthly, from the moment you open the package, you're going to be engrossed by the t-shirt. You'll forget that there's even a puzzle built into it. Each shirt contains a secret password. It can be in the form of codes, ciphers, riddles, numbers, images, or other hidden gems. Have fun exploring the design and putting the pieces together to figure out where to go next. Paraboxmonthly.com backslash P60. That's paraboxmonthly.com backslash P60. And you could end up with an excellent shirt like this. They're so soft. They're beautifully made. Great graphics. You get different designs every month. Here's one about the Black Eyed Kids, I believe. Let's see if Dave can actually figure out how to untangle the shirt. So we've got uh, shirts with the Black Eyed Kids, and there's that mystery and history and code around the outside of it. There's famous haunted locations that you can look into. Gorgeous designs, gorgeous stories, cool cards. You get these interesting cards with each shirt that will give you some insights, histories, and allow you to crack the code so that you can go a little deeper and follow online. So go check it out now, paraboxmonthly.com backslash 60. We have a link for it in today's program guide. Let's get to it. I'm excited about introducing you to my next guest. Living for the Dead begins on October 18th on Hulu. Again, just in time for the spooky season. Hulu has a brand new show with a major Kentucky connection. Living for the Dead by executive producer and Academy Award nominee Kristen Stewart features five queer ghost hunters as they investigate famed haunted locations around the U.S. The eight-part docuseries includes a heavy pour of Kentucky with two of the spookiest locations featured in the series, Louisville's own Waverly Hills Sanatorium and the Louisville Palace Theater. Additionally, one of the main stars of this brand new Supernatural series is my good friend Ken Bogle, a tarot card reader and a proud Lexington, Kentucky resident that I'll get to see and hang out with this weekend at Scarefest in Lexington, Kentucky. The show's other four ghost hunters include Alex LeMay, the tech expert, Juju Bay, the resident witch, Logan Taylor, the psychic, and Roz Hernandez, the paranormal researcher. In addition to executive producing the show with the creators of Queer Eye, Stewart narrates each episode. So true, this is no stuffy scientific ghost hunting expedition. Instead, the team for Living for the Dead crisscrosses the country in a camper van dressed in eccentric outfits, exploring some of the world's most infamous haunted locations, and the team will visit places like the Copper Queen Hotel in Arizona, the Clown Hotel, and the Palomino in Nevada, and the Louisville Palace and Waverly Hill Sanitarium in Kentucky. Living for the Dead debuts Wednesday, October 18th, as part of Hulu's Huluween programming. 
And as for Ken Bogle, he's available for tarot card readings and classes to help you develop your psychic abilities. You can find out more about Ken Bogle and about the show by checking out the links in the show program guide. But first, let's take a little peek at Living for the Dead. This is a quarter mile down. You will hear things. How many people died here? I am feeling a cold chill going up my leg. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of nice. <laughs> we are paranormal investigators. We're gonna figure out what's here and what we can do about it. Watch as our team of experts crisscross America through the unknown and beyond. Look at me now, look at me now. I got to come out twice for being gay and for talking to dead people. I have been a tarot card reader for 31 years. You've got Miss Alex, the tech guru. Logan's one of the best mediums I've ever seen. Roz is our researcher. Juju is our resident witch. This is a pretty simple seance. More like a gay on. <laughs> we might be dealing with something demonic. There was something hovering over me. It's moving. We are not here to provoke spirits. Is there anybody up here with us? Don't move. I hear gay people. You'd believe this place is haunted. Employees are quitting because of the fear of this building. The clowns aren't really bothering me. It's the bedspread that I find horrific. This is the most important mission we've had yet. If your sixth sense is telling you to turn around, turn around. These things are not permanent and you're worthy of a good life. Thank you for trusting us. You guys are amazing. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) There's reports of voices. I hear get out. Apparitions. There's someone sitting in the chair. Childlike laughter. It's all fun and games till someone gets possessed. We're not just here to give voices to those who are no longer with us. We're here to make the lives of people who are experiencing it better. I did say I wanted to feel something from a man while in Vegas. I guess that's what I got. All right, Living for the Dead. Ken Bogle is with us now. Ken, welcome to the show, and congratulations on the new series, man. I can't express to you just how incredibly nervous I really am. Like, the Dave Schrader. This whole experience has been mind-blowing, but, like, to be on your part, like I am seriously shaking from the tips of my toes to the top of my bowler. It's crazy. How are you? No need, my friend. I'm doing great. And for our listeners, I want you to know, I've been doing this for, what, 17, 18 years now. I've had a chance to watch people, and I do that at conferences. I'm a people watcher. It was a little over a year or two ago that we were back out in the world doing real conferences, and I was stationed across from Ken Bogle watching Ken in his bowler hat and his fan as he read tarot for people. And what I found so fascinating was that he connected with every person that sat down at his table and that he is an emotional human being that it resonated with his uh, sitters, with the people that were there with him. And when they were impacted and affected by the messages, so was Ken and watching the embraces after the fact I told Ken just watching him made me feel good because I love seeing somebody that can bring peace and answers to others using their psychic ability. So I have been a big fan ever since, Ken. You know that. I tell you that every time I see you. And I just love that you're able to get an opportunity to do a show, get out there, have some fun, and be you. 
Well, we have to tell the listeners also that like for that entire weekend, I was totally slammed. And I would like occasionally look over at you and I would see you kind of like checking me out. Like I was like, oh God, we didn't have a chance to talk. So I was like, Dave Schrader hates me. Dave <laughs> Schrader hates me. Because you were very poker faced the entire time. I went back and told Mama Kim, I said, who by the way is a huge fan. We both love you. But I was like, Dave Schrader doesn't like me. And then later on in the weekend, you and I had a chance outside to talk and you told me that. And I, I fell completely apart. I was like, oh my God, if Dave Schrader approves, you're done. You've won the game. If Dave Schrader likes you, congratulations. It's like the Nobel Prize for greatness if, if Dave approves. So it might be the Dumbbell Prize. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But it's, uh, it's a prize, babe. It's still a prize. And I know a lot of really good people out in the field that have have been looked over and haven't had the chance to shine. And I think one of the things I really appreciate about the new series, Living for the Dead, which again begins airing this Wednesday on Hulu, is the fact that you are able to bring fun and seriousness, emotion and thought to this project. And and it's something that I think has been lacking in a lot of paranormal shows is, uh, you know, there are a few little flashes of it on ghost adventures and ghost hunters and, and uh, obviously the ghost brothers who really like to lean into the humor and comedy of the moment, but getting a chance to see more of an eclectic cast and crew get to go out, do this, be natural, be themselves and just have a good time while still showing their passion and love for the, for the paranormal. When you were first approached about doing a show where you're working along with um and I don't, I, I, I gotta be honest with you, Ken, I feel weird as a straight white man saying queer. That's obviously what's written in their press release here. But when you're put together with a queer cast to do something like this, and again, let me remind everybody, that's the word in the press release. And I asked Ken before the show, am I, am I allowed to say this? I don't know the rules of engagement. Um, was there any reticence on your part of, of doing this? Uh, knowing that it was going to be based around that type of cast as opposed to just you're a member of a cast that happens to have different people in it? I was apprehensive about it just, just because I didn't know how the people in the paranormal scene would take it. Mm -hmm. And the first issue is, is not about being in the LGBT plus community. That was my first reservation. My first reservation was... You know, we're not muscle-bound, heteronormative, black t-shirt-wearing, aggressive guys. And we're not, like our, my friend Juju said in the first episode, we're not there to provoke spirits. We're there to communicate and to create space. And I was just like, oh, gosh, I wonder how they're going to take this, you know? Like, I wonder how the paranormal people will feel about it. And then I started thinking about the LGBT plus aspect of it and for people who don't know the paranormal industry only has um in mainstream voices in this industry chip coffee and adam berry and bless them they're pioneers for our people you know and so i i worry about it because i have seen people be unkind to them now adam and chip handle it beautifully very well but it was a concern of mine. And then lastly, my apprehension was because there's no paranormal unity. I mean, you have people eating each other alive. Mm -hmm. I mean, from, from within teams and then from team to team, it's a lot. Right. And for years I've on Twitter, you've seen, I've preached about how we all need to come together in order to have a great understanding of what it is that we're doing. 
but it doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. So yeah, I was very apprehensive about the whole thing. It's happening, Ken. It's happening because yeah, of shows yeah. like this. It's bringing people yeah. to the forefront that deserve to be seen, highlighted, and had fun. Because I want to. I'm going to address every viewer out there right now, right now, and around the world today and in perpetuity. You got to remember that in 2006, many of us were still in the closet, the paranormal closet. Those of us that felt isolated, alone, stupid, weird, because we believed in the strange and the supernatural. And slowly the door began to open that allowed us to come out and talk to one another. And I'm at conventions where I see people from every race, creed, religion, sexuality, and they all get together and they get along just fine because it's the great playing field evener is, is the afterlife, the, you know, the dead, what happens to us next. So we've all had to come out of our own closet from time to time when it comes to the paranormal and just living a life. I don't think it should be debated or even spoken about. I felt part of my reticence of reading it is I, I don't care whether you're all straight or all queer. The fact is here's a brand new show. Here's five really interesting, dynamic, strong personalities. And I think you're going to have fun along the way. And that's what people say is why can't it be more fun? Why is it always just tight t-shirt wearing brooding guys uh, you know, on a show and it, it, obviously the glass ceiling is broken. I wish a lot of luck. I, I hope to God that people will give the show a chance to see beyond the sexuality of the team members, but the passion and love for finding answers for both the living and the dead. So I think people are in for a real treat when they watch a show. Well, I have seen all eight episodes and the reality of it is I have zero notes. It is the most incredible thing I have ever seen. It's probably the most important work that I have ever been a part of. And I'm so glad that finally there are people in this group that get to stand out and have a voice in the conversation about life after death. And I mean, there's never been a group this inclusive to ever have a chance to do that. And so for me, I think like one, it's about damn time. And two, you know, thank God I get to be a part of it. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Right. And I mean, like you said earlier, you know, uh, it is uncomfortable to say queer ghost hunters. I remember when queer was a word that was horrible. You know, mm -hmm. you, you didn't, you, I, it was used to abuse me for 18, 20 years. And in some states and places, it still is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was very apprehensive about, you know, that. And I was worried about that. But, I think having seen it now, if people can go beyond that and really take aboard, on board the messages that we're giving to people about life after death and living and working in these environments, they might really, really, I mean, be entertained, but also learn something amazing, you know? And for and, many, you know, many people out there, Ken, many people in the paranormal field are part of that LGBTQ plus community and they have children that are. And this yeah. may be a great opportunity for your child to feel a part of something that you're into that you may not be in that category, but your child is. You can watch the show and both enjoy the paranormal aspect of it. And, and there's a voice for everyone. So I hope people will, uh, will take that into consideration. When you go into places though, especially in the South, Ken, as somebody who's sensitive and opening up to the spirit realm, I've got to guess uh, some of the spirits may not be as accepting of, of the casting crew. Did you find that in any way? And I know you can't give too many details about the actual episodes in the storyline, but 
when you've got a, a crew in the Bible Belt uh, investigating these claims, were the spirits uh, fine because there was respect and love being shown? Or did you notice that there was some standoffishness as well? Well, there was one location that there was some standoffishness. There was one. And um, oddly enough, it was the last episode we filmed. I'll leave that there. But in my journeys of you know working with spirit, like I have had entities flat out tell me they won't speak to me because I'm you know queer, like good southern good southern men just would not speak to me, and I've had to give that message to people who came to see me, like you know he's not about my people, and the wife or the mother or the sons may be like that's dad, you know what I mean? Like they get it, but it does create a real issue. It does create a real problem, and I feel like. Um, it doesn't really play a huge part in this show. Um, other than, I mean, that, that sexuality doesn't play a huge part of it. I think just in one location, we had an issue about it, you know, while filming it, we had a couple of issues with the living, which is what makes them more dangerous right. than bad. But, um, I was completely safe and I was very well taken care of. We all were. And, um, uh, I had zero worries or concerns. It was a beautiful, wonderful experience. If I could ask again, because we, we very rarely get to hear from this aspect, and I hope that that changes much more. Um, and, and even when I've had Adam on or Chip on, it's been more just about what's going on as opposed to how the spirits react. And so many of us believe, Ken, that right once we die, we're kind of enlightened. We're brought into this new spectrum where we're given enlightenment. Why would there still be racism or or sexism involved in, you know, homophobia on the other side. Is that kind of a surprise to you as well? Well, no, because, you know, just because you die, it doesn't change who you really are. You know, there's lots of, lots of spirits that are, you know, I don't know how much a holes in life are a holes in death. Right. And that's just, that's just the way they are. They are, they're people like this. Donna said spirits are essentially people without bodies. That is absolute truth. Well done, Donna. Yeah, the personality stays the same, they say. Yeah. It stays the same. When you achieve ultimate enlightenment, which is what I say when you return to source, which is God or nirvana or heaven, whatever you think about, uh, or however you label it, when you return to the source, that's when you come to acceptance. That's when you come to understanding. But until then, you know, in your spiritual journey, you're just as contrary and awful as you've always been. Right. Is that because of the spirits that usually you're coming into contact haven't exactly crossed over? Or I think I think it's just a journey, babe. I think like it's just a journey. So there are some people like in life that are further along than others and they just don't get it yet. They just don't understand it yet. And that's okay, you know, when we pass them on and they continue to grow spiritually, they do come to that understanding. Hopefully. You know. Otherwise, it's like a hellacious spiritual life where you're stuck in your ignorance and hatred. That's what we call hell. Right. Now, yeah. you, you do these readings and you've set up for weekends. Like you're going to be out with me at Scarefest this weekend in Lexington, so Kentucky. Yeah. And you'll be offering readings and, and you'll be able to answer some questions, I'm sure, regarding the first episode that begins airing this Wednesday, October 18th on Hulu. Um, I'm curious. So when you're preparing, do spirits start showing up to you? For the readings you're going to do that weekend and you're like i don't know who you are is this coming this weekend okay okay step back i'll see you on saturday at the, at the convention center how does that work well for me and in my spiritual uh psychic development courses the thing i teach is how to shut down mm -hmm. how to shield and how to block it so 
There's not usually any of that for me. I have to turn on before I go to a place like Scarefest, you know, which is again this weekend in Lexington. I have to turn on before I go to that. Or I have to turn on before I do uh, readings just every day, you know, because I do work seven days a week. So I have to really turn on and tune in. And uh, outside of that, I don't really have a whole lot of spiritual uh, you know, annoyances. It doesn't happen to me. And my granny said straight up when I was learning and she was like kind of coaching me through that, you have to balance psychic life with human life or you'll go insane. You just go insane. Dealing with the, the gift that you have, was that something that was always a part of you that you tried to stomp down or is this something that you wanted to learn and develop for yourself? Well, I wanted to learn for myself because mm -hmm. I lived in a haunted house that was just, it was horrific. And my granny took me by the hand and helped me do that. But I didn't really come out about it publicly just because like Jennifer, she takes my psychic development courses. Um, but I didn't come out about it publicly because my God, I was already getting beat up enough. You know, what are you going to do? You may tell them you also speak to the dead. That ain't going to happen. But I do remember there was a time when, I would read poems for, for girls in class, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, there were, uh, there were times when, you know, that resulted in, in having my butt handed to me. So I knocked it off. Uh, not too long ago, it was a couple of weeks ago, a gal I went to high school with was just like, I remember you reading Tiffany Lafferty's poem in English, like first period, you were reading her poem. And I was like, Oh God, I begged for an ass kicking. I begged for it. <laughs> like It was, it was pretty hard. So, no, I, the learning of it, I needed to have because I had to live in a haunted environment and I needed to learn how to block it off, protect myself and get some sleep. And so uh, that that's sort of my journey with it. Are you being a tarot reader? Are you open? Do you use the, the, the cards as an opening? Like right now, it's just my buddy, Ken Bogle. He's obviously a little bit more sensitive, but it's when the cards come out and the shuffling begins. Is that when you open yourself up? It's usually before that. Like usually I'm turning on in the car, mm -hmm. especially if somebody else is driving me. I, I kind of give ready for that, but I always stand at my table or, um, or in my office and I sway and I breathe and I gather my energy. And I do this at, uh, every time I'm doing a public reading, um, even small gallery readings, like I'll stand there and sway and try to get my energy right and, and to turn on psychically and, and uh, get myself centered. Yeah. But the cards happen after that. And the cards really give me a chance to have additional information and details that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm. So there's things about spirit that when I knock on those cards, it's like knocking on a door. They come to the door and we're able to kind of have a really amazing and intimate, sometimes very profound conversation. It's it's kind of awesome. Can I, I now I've asked this of a few guests throughout the years, but I'm, I'm curious what your take is on this. Obviously, you're already sensitive. You're a psychic medium. You, your medium that you use is the tarot cards. Do you use the tarot cards, in all honesty, as more of a visual for the person sitting there? as opposed to you needing it, could you give them the same messages without those cards, but the cards help visually represent the messages that you're handing to them a little bit easier? I mean, sometimes it helps as a clarifier. Sometimes it helps as a clarifier, but it's really selfishness. I'm <laughs> like, I am, you know, I, I need them for me.
because like I don't know who I am without shuffling cards. And there's when you really learn tarot, when you learn it the way I have and the way I teach it, you learn it as a language. These cards have symbols which are like letters and they have meanings and, and uh, different pieces of information that become words and then you lay them out and you get sentences and chapters and stories. So really, it's for me. It's totally for me. But there's times when somebody doesn't get the point and I can mm -hmm. flip a card around and say, here's the eight of swords. Here's why you're being held back and blinded by your anxiety, your, dear, your fear, and your doubt. And from there, uh, you know, it opens a great talking point and it helps them to see it visually. And uh, it then becomes, you know, very therapeutic, very therapeutic. Do you have a guide or an angel, one of your own relatives that helps you to kind of translate the cards or translate the, the messages from the other side? Yeah, I do. I have a spirit guide. So my spirit guide shows itself to me on the right side and any spirit that comes with like people that I'm reading for will show themselves on the left side. So uh, often you'll see me kind of tilt my head up and mm -hmm. have a conversation with my spirit guide and then come back and have a conversation with the person in front of me, which is why I stayed single for so long because my partners sometimes would lie to me and I'd go, wait a minute. Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, Next thing you know, you're packing some cardboard boxes and you're trying to find a new apartment. <laughs> uh, it happens a lot. And, um, but yeah, my spirit guide comes to me on the right side and she's very there for uh, information for others in terms of like, not only what the cards say, but what like, if there's a spirit who just does not want to communicate, she will break that down for me and help me decipher the, the, the messages or you know decode it. Uh, we've got a question here from Kaharski Transport and escort services. I'm not here to judge. Does Ken have a preferred tarot deck and a preferred style of deck? Um, I do. I like a very traditional deck. And right now the thing I use that's on the show mm -hmm. and the thing that I love is the golden universal tarot. And I wish I had it nearby, but I don't. It's, uh, it's uh, amazing and it's tattered. It's so worn that I have thumb grooves in the deck from shuffling. Uh, it's only three years old. People look at that and they say, is this the deck you learned with? And I'm like, no, babe, that was like 18 decks ago. Like, this is, this <laughs> Those is are like what I've had for three years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's to the point they're like shuffling feathers. They're so worn and old. I actually have to get a new one pretty soon. Um, Shannon at the Crystal Coven is gonna order me one of those and we'll start selling them on uh, their site. But yeah, I prefer the Golden Universal Tarot. I do use um, the Fountain, which is a silver deck because it has uh, an additional card other cards don't have, which is uh, the Fountain, which represents God and the source and the universe. So I use it a lot in very private mediumship readings. All right, we have to take just a very quick break. We'll come back more with Ken Boggle. Ken, before I go to the break, I'm going to throw you a question that you can come back and we'll we'll conquer together. The concept okay. of having guides, having people, now that you're invested in the field of actually paranormal investigation, do the guides come forward to help? And are the spirits aware of the guides? We'll find out about that and more. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if... Say you had an extra hour in your day. Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? 
if time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get better help. Visit betterhelp.com p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash p60 it's time to take control of your life dave's here rooting you on and if i can do this you can do this let's do this together betterhelp.com slash p60 there's a link for it on today's program guide i'd also like you to stop at the paranormal 60 swag shop Now you can go in and find all kinds of amazing t-shirts and hats. That's right. We have trucker hats. We've got sweatshirts and hoodies. We've got baseball jerseys. Show off your official love of being a darkling and go check out the paranormal60swagshop.com. There is a link for that in today's program guide. And this weekend, the sinister side of Comic-Con. Scarefest weekend is October 20th through the 22nd at the Central Bank Center in Lexington, Kentucky. Friday, 4 to 9 p.m. Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm going to be there. Shane Pittman's going to be there. Some of the cast and crew from 28 Days Haunted will be on site. I believe the Ghost Hunters are going to be on site. Jack Osborne is going to be there. And so is our good friend Ken Boggle. So make sure you go check all that out. And coming up, we've got the Haunted Shanley Hotel. That's right. That is the weekend of October 27th and 28th. It'll be me and Scotty the Medium. We'll be investigating, doing weekend talks, having fun, some live streams, and we'd love to have you join us. There are still some tickets for the meet and greets and such available and the ghost hunts. So check out darknessevents.com for even more information. And coming up, this is really cool, coming up on October 30th at the Lexington Restaurant, a beautiful lounge, gorgeous place in St. Paul, I got a chance to go back and investigate my second time investigating and I went in with some friends and we have got some amazing evidence and stories to share with you. How can you be a part of that? Well, the Lex has opened up their doors. It's going to be some hors d'oeuvres, some specialty drinks and an evening of the supernatural and the paranormal. So you can join me and come on out, see the evidence, hear the evidence, be a part of the story and be in the haunted Lexington. We'll have information for you on the program guide so you can find that or just email me dave at paranormal60.com that's dave at paranormal60.com if you're in the twin cities area and want to come hang out with me on october 30th i'd love to see you there and i would love to have the opportunity to get together let's make sure we mention this again Coming out October 18th on Hulu, Living for the Dead, a Huluween original docu-series 
five brave investigators set forth to investigate and open up your world and the paranormal world in a brand new way. Ken Boggle, our buddy, is one of those investigators, and we are talking with him. Now, before the break, Ken, I threw to you and I said, all right, buddy, help me out here. When you go into an investigation, you were talking about doing your readings and having a, a guide there and having some help from the other side. Do you call on your guides during an actual paranormal investigation? And if so, are the spirits aware? Can they see your guides? I have never asked if they can see my guide. Not ever. That's an honest like truth. I, I've never asked that, so I don't know. But I am sure they're aware. I'm sure they're aware because my spirit guide will shut something down in a heartbeat. She'll shut it down in a heartbeat. Like I get to see, <clears throat> excuse me, I get to see some glimpses of things that are kind of rough or hardcore or maybe negative or inhuman. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, uh, I call my spirit guide Chris. She will, she'll block stuff off. And I'm incredibly grateful for it because I think the human brain can only handle so much. But when I go into a place, she will tell me this is something to be strong about or this is something to prepare yourself for. And years ago, I moved into this beautiful house um, and with this, what I thought was an amazing guy. Totally wasn't, but it was a wonderful <laughs> house. If only the um, psychic abilities worked for those relationships before. No. I think it's a part of it. It's like being psychic doesn't allow you to cheat. You still have to make mistakes. But anyway, right. I moved into this house and it was really heavy. And I was talking to my girlfriend, Jenny, on the phone. You know, Jenny Suture in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Jenny on the phone and I was like, I'm going to research this and I'm going to investigate it. And I'm going to figure out what's going on. And my spirit guide said, no, you are. You are in no way ready to handle this. And then one day I was doing yoga and, and I, my head touched the, the natural stone floors and then boom. I was taken psychically through the house, shown two very horrific inhuman entities. And uh, it was, yeah, she was right to protect me from the jump. But I do think that they're very aware of her. And I think they should be because she is a force, a real force. Very cool. Hey, by the way, I want to thank our listeners chipping in tonight. We've got uh, super likes, super stickers, everything on. Eric Herman supporting the show with a super sticker for $10. Thank you. And our buddy Lil Sprite popped in with 40 bucks. You always have the most interesting discussions. That's because I have some of the most interesting friends. Ken Boggle is one of them. I know, Ken, I lied to you. I said, can you come in for 35, 45 minutes? The show goes 60 and people have questions and I enjoy it. Can you stay with us till the top of the hour? Oh, I can't. I actually have another interview to do for, for a Kentucky magazine just reached out to me a minute ago and I All promised right. them I would. I'm so sorry, but can I come back and do it? No, never. This is it. Oh, You're one and only chance. Of course, Ken Boggle, my okay. door is always open to you. You should know that by now. I love you. You're welcome here anytime. Now, Thanks, Vic. I love you too. It's nice. It's like we can look and talk right at each other. I'm about it. <laughs> I, want, I want your uh, advice now, please, okay. in all seriousness. <laughs> For people that are still on the cusp of wanting to embrace their abilities, that want to come out about their own supernatural uh, connections, but still have fear involved, what, what information and advice could you give to them? Don't do anything with fear in your heart. Not, don't, don't go to paranormal investigations and try to communicate. Don't open a single deck of tarot cards for the love of God. Don't open a spirit box. Don't, don't do anything. 
the first step I think for anybody who is knocking on that door is the first step you have to do is you have to agree with the fact that when you develop this talent, you are no longer normal. Right. You have, you have completely broke off from normality. You're going to see and hear things. And I don't need you texting me at three o'clock in the morning, asking if you've lost your nut. I, I don't need that because I'm trying to maintain my home. Right. For so, sure. yeah. But um, you have to first make peace with the fact that you're going to open a part of your brain and exercise a muscle that has been somewhat dormant and that it does open you up into a realm that you might struggle with. But if you aren't prepared for that, you need to just stop. Anytime we go into something with fear in our hearts, whether it's a paranormal investigation, a relationship or what have you, if you have fear in your heart, you're working against yourself already from the jump. So do go forward in life uh, and in your paranormal journey with faith, concrete action, perseverance. These three things can radically change your life, but keep you spiritually safe. And that's what's most important in a paranormal investigation or even a paranormal event. Right. And opening yourself up to that other side to make communication, that takes a real dedication because... Mm -hmm. You're not just committing to the spirits, you're committing to the living to help them and hopefully guide them through part of that. And that's that's an important element. And you're right, remove fear, because if you have fear and you bring it to your readings, you're doing a disservice to the spirits and to the living that are coming to you seeking help. Well, also, you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself mm -hmm. because fear is a lesser emotion. And when you have fear like that and you, and you kind of are embodying it, I think the darker, negative, more sinister energies are drawn to it faster because you're vulnerable. We, well, we got you. You know, if you're already afraid, it's a very thin line to or, or a thin uh, wall to break. So, yeah, do everything with with faith, courage and conviction, no matter what it is. Agreed. Ken Boggle, you are a true delight and a good friend. And I pray that people find you and get their tarot readings and connect with your show. And again, let's let's make sure we put it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, begins airing October 18th, 2023 on Hulu, Living for the Dead, a brand new series that is guaranteed to bring you some chills, some thrills, and some giggles along the way. Ken, much success to you, brother. Hope to see you soon. Thank you, my friend. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. And that is right. Ken was going to be joining me at um, uh, Scarefest in just a few days. And I'll be out there with Shane and a bunch of other great people. And I would love for the opportunity to meet and greet and see so many of you uh, there. So please come on by and spend a little time. Love that opportunity. Um, let's do this. I'm just going to take another very short break and uh, we'll come back. I want to talk about a few things. Um, I want to share some insights and respond to some messages that I've gotten regarding concern for me. So thank you. We'll do that right after this. In the shadowed realm where moonlight weaves, where ghosts and ghouls find reprieve, a magazine emerges from the depths unknown. Haunted 39 has ominously grown. Pages whisper tales of spectral fright, of haunted houses in the dead of night. In the return, a shiver crawls down your spine as you delve into the macabre, line by line. Order direct from hauntedmagazineprintshop.com.
available in the shops from the 5th of September. And remember kids, don't be normal, be paranormal. Innovation, creation, vitality, and joy are the pulse of MySoulTopia.com with many custom creations for the mind, body, and spirit, along with classes, intuitive sessions, coaching, and healing energies. MySoulTopia.com strives to bring sophistication with a twist to the metaphysical and the holistic market while raising the community's vibration and channeling the new paradigm which means new and exciting adventures for all. MySoulTopia.com is utopia for your soul. Visit MySoulTopia.com, your one-stop shop for all your metaphysical needs. Offering hand-selected crystals and crystal jewelry with prices to fit every budget. MySoulTopia.com offers the best selections of tarot and divination cards by top designers expertly curated and award-winning book collections from top authors on every subject you'll need on your spiritual journey. My Soultopia is also proud to offer the finest singing bowls and an eclectic collection of the most amazing gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry from the top metaphysical designers in the world. MySoulTopia.com is always your one-stop shop for award-winning mixes of Florida water, sage spray, and other spiritual protection. So begin your journey with the best resource, MySoulTopia.com. That's MySoulTopia.com. Why mess with the rest when you can start with the best? MySoulTopia.com. Again, that's M-Y-S-O-U-L. T-O-P-I-A dot com. Hello, and I want to start off by thanking Sandra Kincaid here on our live YouTube stream for her love and support with a super sticker, $9.99 going to the cause. So thank you very much for that. Um, I'm, I'm like many of you out there, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And when I have bad days, sometimes I just need to put it out there. And I did today. I put up a comment on on uh, Instagram. And when I see some of these comments, I don't always just post them for my relief or my valve. I post them because sometimes I feel like I know I'm not the only one feeling this right now. And maybe this prayer or this thought or this concept might be needed by others. So I, I do post things. So I've gotten quite a few messages of people worried and concerned for me. And it, it touches my heart. Thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart and my soul that you care enough to ask. And I'm sorry, I can't possibly answer all the messages and notes that I got. So I wanted to do it here. Um, when you're vested in something and love something and doing the world and the work that you love to do in the world, um, things like to get in your way. And I'm already somebody who struggles with anxieties like the rest of you and insecurities. And I struggle with um, uh, imposter syndrome. So there are times when it weighs on me and uh, it has been heavy on my heart and soul for months now. 
And it's, it's a very bizarre thing because I go to conventions all the time and I get to see and greet so many of you who meet me with these amazing smiles and genuine, loving, warm hugs and just wanting to support and love what I do. And it lifts me. Um, anxiety and depression and the imposter syndrome, they don't know logic. They don't understand it. And they don't just beg off because people like you or people adore you. Um, the sad, sad part of it is, and I think I speak to all of you when I say this, a thousand hugs can be reduced to nothing with one horrible statement or, or saying, right? And isn't that a shame? Isn't it a shame that we can allow our ship so easily overturned? And I know I talk about being strong and not walking in fear. And I do believe that 150%. I do believe that that's where you need to be. And it doesn't mean I don't fall off of that from time to time and find myself in a, a bit of a pickle. Um, I'm in a really weird crossroads in my life over the last five years. A lot has changed. And, uh, you know, walking away from darkness radio, something that I helped build from the ground up and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tear equity into, and then taking a few months to myself to mentally kind of recoup and deal with the aftermath of COVID and two years of being locked in and just feeling lost and, and confused. Uh, so many of you supported and wanted me back. I came back with Paranormal 60 and um, relaunched the show. And so many of you come along on the journey and many of you have just joined the journey. So thank you for that. And while I'm saying thank you, I'll also mention thank you, Mark Zimmerman, who sets out prayers for me, a $9.99 uh, love sticker, so I appreciate that. Um, I don't tell you this to feel sorry for me. I promise you, that's not my goal. I appreciate the kind words of love and support and the prayers, but I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that no matter how good life should be, it's okay to sometimes just feel like crap and not know what to do next. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. I've reached an age where my circle of friends is the smallest it's ever been. When you really think at this age, I should have billions of friends. I've been all over the world. I have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of wonderful friends and followers online, but that, that doesn't always fill the void of having a buddy to hang out with or to call or you know go shoot the breeze with or watch a football game. And that's because I've paired a lot of things out of my life that I just didn't feel served me. And it, it's a weird regenerative place to be. I'm in the beginning again. It's a new Genesis. So it's going to hurt. Being born hurts. Birthing processes hurt. And that's what's going on. So if you see some of these comments, please don't sweat too much. Uh, I, I appreciate the love that you'll send my way. But I also want you just to just remember, it's okay to feel this way. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean you're not lovable or not worthy of being cared for or not worth friendship. None of that is true. Those are all just horrible, horrible tricks that your mind plays on your heart. And I keep trying to remind myself of that. And I have so many of you and I feel guilty to a degree because if I put up a post like that, I will get hundreds, sometimes thousands of messages and I will scroll through on social media and see somebody say something, which is an obvious cry for acknowledgement and they get a couple of likes or thumbs up, maybe no comments at all. And maybe it's because you just don't know what to say. Maybe just be aware of that. It doesn't mean that you have to dive deep into the cesspool of people's emotions, but just tell them, I love you. And I want you to know I'm pulling for you. And sometimes that's enough to help raise people out of these things. 
I think there's a psychology to ghosts as well. Some of these ghosts, I think, are afraid to let go because they're afraid of letting us down. That as, you know, as they, they face their final bow here on our planet and it's time for them to go be reborn or cleared and cleaned or sent to Mars to live a life, whatever is that next step, I think some of these spirits stay behind because of their reluctance and fear of letting us down. And maybe it's time to start speaking out to those spirits and letting them know, I love you. I care about you. I always will. And you'll always be an important part of my life. But you don't have to stay here for me anymore. You don't have to stay and watch over this house anymore. I'll take care of the house. I'll take care of the children. I'll take care of myself. Thank you so much for the love that you gave me in life or for the home that you've provided us. But and, and that's for the spirits that maybe were there hundreds of years before that built that house that are afraid to leave that house, afraid that they're going to leave it behind. I think it would be an interesting, fascinating show if we were able to go in and do a paranormal show where not only were we investigating these claims, but once we found the ghost, we could help counsel it, bring in a psychologist or a psychiatrist that could talk to those spirits, speak to them and help them heal so that their fear goes and they can make the next step. And maybe by knowing that we've got their back, and we're letting go, not because we don't care, but because we want them to go on. We want to support them. I think that would be a fascinating television program to watch. And I think it'd be cathartic healing for all involved, the people that are watching, the people that are investigating, and the people that uh, are crossed over and not sure where to go just yet. Loki, thank you very much for your donation to the show. We walk together, Dave. Much appreciation. You are enough as are you, as uh, everybody listening or watching the show is. Um, I don't, I, 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 oh, I have trouble speaking and I, words is hard, not just on news nights. I never know when is too much by opening up like this and talking to you guys. And if, if it's too much, tell me, just send me a private message that, yeah, Dave, you're a downer, dude you know, just shut up and be funny and, and do the show. I'll do that. Maybe, maybe being too open sometimes is not what you need. Maybe you just need a break from life as well. And not to hear the woes or thoughts of the person hosting the show. I, it's a weird line to walk. And I've always felt that there's a certain responsibility with it that I want to make available to my listeners and friends, because I know there are many people, many of you that are ill, maybe housebound, um, dealing with your own fears and anxieties and you feel alone. And I've always felt that, well, if I've got the format to share and let people know that they are not in fact alone, that's a good thing. But I, I don't know if it, it affects negatively people in the other way. If you are in a, a brilliant place is hearing somebody come forward and talk to you about their fail frailties. Does it bother you? Does it, does it, does it weigh down, your experience, because that's never my intention on these shows. Um, I knew I wanted to cover this when I talked to Ken and I invited him on and the fear rose in me as it got closer. That's why I asked Ken, do you just want to stay for the full hour? Cause it would have been so much fun and, and easier to just chat with my friend. But I also felt like I owe listeners and followers answers for some of the posts that you see where it seems like I'm, I'm hurting. I am. And I feel like I'm alone and I feel weird because in these positions, I shouldn't. Um, 
and it's nothing any of you have done. You've been brilliant in showing me your love and affection and attention. And I thank you for that. And I hope you'll start to spread that to others, others that aren't well-known names in any field, just people that are on your lists, just send out love. And if you can't do it physically by typing a message to every one of them, pray to whatever deity or universe or universal power you believe in to bring peace to people out there that are hurting, that are having trouble. Because it's uh, it shouldn't just be reserved for those of us that are in, a, in an elite place where, um, you know, there's some form of celebrity attached. Show the love for everyone on every street corner and in every home because they're just as important as a Dave Schrader or a Taylor Swift or, a, you know, a, a, an Aaron Rodgers or, or whatever celebrity I can't come to terms with name saying right now. Just know that they, they deserve your love and attention. Of course, they get it already. Make sure that you spread that wealth um, and be kind to yourself so that when it is your time and that can happen at any time. Now we've seen that time and time again with how quickly life passes, you know, it just suffered the loss of Suzanne Summers. Wow. A big part of a lot of our lives just keeps slipping away uh, into the future. And we uh, are really just uh, viewers to watch and observe as these things happen. Um, life is precious. Time is precious. And we got to make the very best of it that we can. And going through these growing pains is okay. And I understand that when I come out on the other side, it'll be a new birth in a sense. And uh, uh, it'll be time to step up and start to live a life uh, worthy of living. And I hope that a lot of you can kind of adopt that same philosophy and take that on with you. That uh, pain sucks. Uh, hiding from it only makes it longer. Sometimes stepping up and facing these problems and facing these things and just being open and honest with yourself and the people you love um, will let them feel more close to you and let uh, let the healing begin in a, a hopefully a more productive way. I love you guys so much for sharing your lives with me and opening up not only as listeners of the show, but as viewers of the TV shows and programs I've been a part of. And I don't know what the future holds or if it holds anything at all. If this is our last conversation or one of the next million, but I want you to know that I appreciate you all and all that you brought into my world. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that each and every one of you that are hurting tonight, each and every one of you that feel isolated and alone will find your way here to our live chat and meet a brand new family of wonderful friends or encourage you to go out of your comfort zone and come to some of these live events and get a chance to meet people, like-minded people, and maybe stop feeling so alone because we all deserve to have happiness and love in our life. And I hope that you'll take advantage of that. So that's it for me this evening. I'll be back on Wednesday with a lot more fun with the supernatural news. Both Greg and Chachi will be on hand. We've got new stories to share. Strange things abound in the world around us, and we need to discuss it in the only place that you need to go for the news. I'm Dave Schrader. This is the Paranormal 60, and every Wednesday, join me for the Paranormal 60 News Live right here on the Paranormal 60 YouTube channel. Until next time, my friends, I love you all. Good night. And may the darkness be just a little bit more light with the information that we share here.